الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين استفى أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فمن يرد الله أن يهده يشرح صدره للإسلام ومن يرد أن يذله يجعل صدره ذيقا وقال الله تعالى في آية أخرى أفمن شرح الله فمن شرح الله صدره للإسلام فهو على نور من ربه فويل للقاسية قلوبهم من ذكر الله أولئك في ذلال مبين سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم الله سبحانه وتعالى إن كن آل كريم إن سورة الأنعام حسد فمن يرد الله أن يهديه يشرى صدره للإسلام that whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa wants to give hidayah, Allah subhanahu wa expands their breast lil-Islam for the deen of Islam. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa <coughs> wishes to misguide, Allah subhanahu wa makes their breast dhayyik, Allah subhanahu wa makes their breast narrow and constricted, means no space for deen of Islam. So it means from this ayah of Qur'an, that if me and you, we are on deen of Islam, it's not because of our aql. It's because first Allah Ta'ala made irada. فَمَيْ يُرِدِ اللَّهِ First Allah Subh'anaHu Ta'ala made irada. Then Allah Subh'anaHu Ta'ala sent hidayah. Then Allah Subh'anaHu Ta'ala did sharh sadr. So it means just if we are on deen of Islam, means we are already the murad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he was so kind and merciful that he remembered us that he wanted us we are already guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he sent his hidayah upon us and he has done something called sharh sadr sharh sadr and another ayah recited which is through the zumar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said afaman sharahallahu sadru that whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa has expanded his breath with Islam, for deen of Islam, so what is that person? They're on a nur. And they're living on a nur from their rub from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it means the irad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the hidayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sharh sadr of Allah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and living on a nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nur of iman has entered into our breast. Now somebody who has all of these things, how could that person ever be sad? How could that person be depressed? How can that person have tension? How can that person have anxiety? How can that person have stress? How can that person have high blood pressure? But Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Qur'an, فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ نُورٍ مِّنْ رَبِّهِ Allah Akbar. So it means that Allah Ta'ala has given us such a big gift. And we don't feel like we're in this nur. 
Allah Ta'ala is the wali of the people of Iman. Yukhrijuhum minul zulumat is jama. Allah Ta'ala takes them out from all types of darknesses. Ila nur and brings them into nur. And if we find that no, I'm still in zulumat, I'm still in the darkness. Darkness of sin, darkness of jahala, darkness of dalala, darkness of depression, darkness of sadness. So what's happening? Because these are ayat in Quran promised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Ahle Islam and Ahle Iman. And all of us, alhamdulillah, one is muttaqeen, sadiqeen, that's higher daraja. One is bare minimum, muslimin and mu'mineen. But all of us are from the muslimin and mu'mineen. So what happened to that nur? Where did that shari sadr go? Why do we feel that we don't have this? And then what Allah SWT will say, that that person is on for huwa ala nurim min rabbihi. What's the other extreme? min That woe be to that person whose heart, talb, spiritual heart, has been hardened from the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does it mean? That what is the sign that a person is on this nur from their rub, that their kalb doing the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's why Allah Ta'ala said another ayah in Quran, وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَلْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ أَنْ ذِكْرِنَا Do not obey, do not follow that person. Who we have taken out our zikr, our remembrance from his kalb. So now we have to check our own self. But does my kalb have the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And the way to check that is inside salah. And when I pray my salah, my tongue is making zikr. Surah Al-Fatiha, Subhanahu Rabbi Al-Azim, Subhanahu Rabbi al My body is making zikr. Qiyam, Ruku, Sajda. But if I say my heart is absent, I didn't feel anything in Salah. I didn't feel fear of Allah, I didn't feel love for Allah, I didn't feel anything. So it means that the Qalb was not doing zikr. It means this is who we are. Instead of being for huwa ala nurim min rabbihi, instead we have become fawailun lil qasiyati kulubuhum min dhikrillah. This is what we become. <laughs> and we are ahli iman. And we are ahli islam. And we are ahli quran. Means that we have lost this shari sadr. We have lost this shari sadr. What is this shari sadr? So in tafsir of Ibn Abbas, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, in the riwayah of Mujahid, rimullahu ta'ala, he said, and what is Shara Sadr? Wasa'a Sadruhu Lil-Islami Hatta Thabata Fee That Allah Ta'ala expands His breast such that He is Thabit, Mustaqeem, Istikama He remains firm and steadfast on Deen of Islam What does it mean to be firm and steadfast? It means that they don't do sin This is the biggest thing in our Deen Not to do sin we were telling the university students earlier that you must leave all the sin that you do both the outwardly and the inwardly. Then Imam al-Tirmidhi has narrated a hadith. <coughs> the man Sayyidina Rasulullah recited this ayah of Quran and the Sahabi Kiram asked Ya Rasulullah that what does it mean? Kaifan sharaha sadruhu how does Allah Ta'ala do this? How does Allah Ta'ala expand the person's breast? 
So Sayyidina Rasulullah responded, Ida dakhla nurul qalba. When the nur of hidayah enters into that person's spiritual heart, in fasaha wa sharah, that it becomes expanded and wide with understanding and iman. Kalu Sadan Sahabikram said, Wama alamatu dalik ya Rasulullah Sasan, what is the sign? How do I know that this has happened? Kal Sayyidina Rasulullah Sasan said, Al inabatu illadar al khulud. That now this person is yearning towards the Akhirah, the everlasting abode, an unending, limitless realm known as Akhirah. But the Jafiyam Darul Guru, and they are staying away, they are disinclined from this world dunya, which is Darul Guru, the world of deception and the world of delusion. And they are prepared for death even before death comes to them. Yes, they're prepared for death, that even before death comes to them. It's narrated about one Tabi, that he was sitting with his friends, and all of a sudden he turned to his friends and said, the angel of death has come, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. They could, waiting for angel of death, they were waiting. Allah Ta'ala has explained this in Quran. Allah. That person who is yearning to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the Arabs they say, Al-Mawtu Jasrun, Yusul Al-Habib Al-Habib, that death is a bridge. It brings the lover to the beloved. These are the people, They're yearning to meet Allah Ta'ala and they're yearning, they can't wait for the Day of Judgment. Can you imagine such a person? Me and you are terrified of Day of Judgment. <coughs> huh? Who would say, I want Day of Judgment to happen now? <coughs> None of us have that Quranic feeling. But in Quran, Allah SWT mentions such a level of insan, with such a yaqeen in their iman. They yearn to meet Allah SWT. They're waiting for the last day. They want it to happen. Can you imagine what type of iman such people had? They had shara sadr. They were on dur. They were Quranic mu'mini. We are so far from what the Qur'an describes as Iman. We don't have these feelings. We don't have these understandings. We lost this Shara Sadr. So Sayyidina Rasulullah in this hadith, he mentioned these signs. He mentioned these signs. So Hafiz ibn Qayyim al-Jaziya in one of his works known as Zad al-Ma'ad. You see, we have to become people in this Ummah who love Ibn Taymiyyah and Ibn Qayyim and love Imam Ghazali, who love Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal and love Imam Unifa, then you will get complete understanding of deen, as opposed to juzi understanding of deen. The Hafiz Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah in Zad al-Mahd, he has written sex section called A'azmu Asbab al that what are the major ways, Asbab, how can a person get this shad and he's outlined about nine, ten of them. We won't be able to do everything tonight. But we're going to go over a few of the things that he has mentioned in his work. This also shows you that it is sunnah of ulama to do tafsir and tashrih of Qur'an. Right? And he's going to give you numbering. And it's going to be <coughs> muta'ayyan. 
it's going to be ma'dud. And there's no hadith where Sayyidina Rasulullah said this, a'dhumu asbab These are words of Ibn Qayyim al-Juzi. But this is the way of the ulama, to do tashrih of hadith, to do tafsir of Qur'an, bayan al-Qur'an, ta'lim al-Qur'an. And this is the way we must take our knowledge of deen. We must take our ilm from the ulama of deen. Not take our ilm from our own aql, or from our own understanding, or from our own language. You know, Imam Al-Qurtubi, Rimullah Ta'ala, in his muqaddimah to his tafsir, Ahkam Al-Quran, he's written, that many people make mistake in tafsir of Quran, because they only know Arabic. <laughs> yes? He wrote that. And he is writing in Arabic, big Arabic tafsir, depending on the print, 10, 14, 12 volumes, for people who know Arabic. Now imagine if he says that people make mistake in tafsir because they rely only on their Arabic. Then imagine the person who only knows English translation or Urdu translation. How much mistake he'll make in understanding deen from Quran. So we alhamdulillah we take our deen from the ulama of deen. Al-ulama'u warastul anbiya. This is hadith of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa <clears throat> so one of those great ulama of our deen was Hafiz ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah ta'ala. So, what does he write? <clears throat> first sabab that he mentions, first sabab is iman. First, oh, I'll maybe stick to English. First way that a person can get sharasadah is just iman. Now what does it mean Iman? And what does it mean Shara Sadr? Shara Sadr means to have so much Iman that the deen of Islam is no longer a burden. Don't view it as a burden to follow deen. Don't view it as difficult to wake up for Fajr. Don't view it as a burden to lower our gaze. The person who has Shara Sadr, for that person they enjoy doing Amal on deen. They love doing Amal on deen. Deen is their surur, deen is their ghiza, deen is their joy, their happiness, deen is their life, their passion. That's what it means, to have such a level of iman. What happens is that actually every single time we ask Allah Ta'ala for hidayah in Qur'an, ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem in surat al-fatah, we're asking for this, shara because that's what Allah Ta'ala said. Whenever He wants to give hidayah to someone, he gives them this thing called Sharisad. What does Iman mean? Sometimes our youth, they think Iman just means to believe. And they wonder, what does it mean? So one way, many ways to understand Iman. Imam al in one of his words, Faisal al-Tafrika, he says that the core of Iman is to do tasdeeq in Nabuwa means that anything and everything Sayyidina that we have received through Sayyidina Rasulullah we believe it to be absolutely true. Whether it's Quran, whether it's his Sunnah, whether it's his Seerah, whether it's his Adab, his Akhlaq, everything that has its source of knowledge, Sayyidina Rasulullah to believe every single thing that comes from that source with absolute certain conviction that is called Iman. And on the Day of Judgment, we won't be asked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give rational proofs for faith. 
or academic intellectual arguments for faith. There are people who believe in the unseen. The unseen doesn't just mean literally unseen, it also means unproven, unascertainable, non-empirical, without any proof. You cannot say, what is the proof that there is a day of judgment? What is the proof that there is life after death? Actually, Iman refers to that feeling, that to actually believe in whatever Sayyidina Rasulullah said, without asking the Prophet for any proof whatsoever. That's what it means to accept someone as a Nabi. What is a Nabi? What does it mean to be Ummati Nabi relationship? What does it mean to say Ashhadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu It means that I believe him to be a prophet and messenger of Allah Subhanahu He is a Sadiqul Amin. He is true and trustworthy. Whatever he says, I believe in it. And who is the greatest one who did this? Sayyidina Abu Bakr As Siddiq with the Allah Sayyidina Rasulullah and Isra and Miraj and the Kufar came to him and told him, Are you going to believe this? <laughs> that he went there just one night. And he said, whatever, whatever he says, I believe in it. <laughs> whatever he says. Allah Akbar. Then he became known as As-Siddiq. Imam As-Siddiqeen. In Quran, after Nabiyeen, the next rank in Darja of Mu'mineen is the Siddiqeen. So that's the highest level of Imam. And then he says, we don't understand. We think the highest level of Imam is going to be my rational analysis my study, my investigation, my intelligence, my reading, my discussion, my deliberation, my, my, me, me, ana, ana, ana. Alladina yu'minuna bil ghayb. We believe in the unseen. We believe in everything Sayyidina Rasulullah said. So this meaning of Iman, this is what Hafiz ibn al-Qayyim al-Jazeera Allah is mentioning. This, when you have this type of iman, then you get sharasana. This is the first sabab for a person's heart or a person's breast to get expanded for this nur, for huwa al-nur min to get this nur, this light of hidayah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran al-Karim, we did this through Allahu waliyul ladhina amnu. Some of the mufassirun they said, then actually Allah subhanahu wa should have said it the other way around. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَوْلِيَاءُ That those who take iman, they become the friends of Allah. They said, no, look, Allah ta'ala has so much love for insan. Allah ta'ala is telling insan that you take iman, I become your wali. You know what it means, wali? Wali means your protecting friend, your benefactor, your lover. أَكْتِ وِلَايَةِ He's taking care of you. Allah Akbar. Now today somebody, if some big powerful person says, I'm your wali, I take care of you. You get so happy. You get so relaxed. Imagine if the mayor said, I'm your wali, I take care of everything for you. You'd be totally relaxed. Imagine if the president said to you, that I'm becoming your wali, I take care of everything for the rest of your life. You'd become so relaxed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying in Quran, Allahu waliyulladzina amanu. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the wali. Allah Ta'ala is far, far greater than any other wali that we could ever have. We should feel so honored and so happy and do so much shukr to Allah Subhanahu that Ya Allah, you're so generous to us that all we did was take iman. 
and Mufassirun write that in other places, most places in Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, Alladheena amanu wa amilu salihat. Alladheena amanu wa amilu salat. Here Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala says, Allahu waliyu alladheena amanu. Just Alladheena amanu. Didn't even say, Allahu waliyu alladheena wa amilu salihat. Here the shad of amal isn't there. Anybody who has iman, Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala becomes their wali. Allahu Akbar. That's how much Allah Ta'ala loves our iman. If only we could realize how much Allah Ta'ala values this iman. And if we could value this iman in the same way, and really believe in the tasdeek in every single thing in Qur'an, and everything that has reached us from Nabi Salam, then this would be the first way that we would get shara-sadat. That we would get shara-sadat. How valuable is iman? Normally in this world, people who don't understand iman, they say they have three great blessings. Their life, their honor, their dignity, their respect, their izzah, and third is their wealth, their property. Three things they want, they should be preserved. Any country where they feel that my life, and my wealth, and my izzah is preserved and safe, they say that's a good country for me. Maybe some of them migrate huh, from one country to this country, for this reason. Right? And then even within these three things, there's a hierarchy in that. For example, a person may spend a lot of time and a lot of effort to get their wealth and to preserve their wealth. But if one day they get sick, and if they get really sick, then they'll start spending their money. And if they have life-threatening illness, they'll spend all of their money to preserve their life. So that means preservation of life is more important than preservation of money. They'll give up all of their money to save their life. Then is their respect so for men, one aspect of our izzah is what in deen we call ghayra. Sayyidina Rasulullah said, Ana aghyirun nas, wallahu aghyirun minni. Allahu Akbar. in English means you have your own self-respect, dignity. So for example, for a man that means protecting his wife. And if there was a situation where a man's wife was threatened, he would give his own life to save her. He would give his own life to save the izzat of his wife. So means he can sacrifice all of his money for his life if he was sick. He can sacrifice his life for his izzat if his izzat is threatened. But even more valuable than our money, than our life, than our izzat is our iman. Iman is the most valuable thing. So if ever it should come to that, we should be able to sacrifice our money sacrifice our life, sacrifice our izzah means if society doesn't like us, no problem. We have to do anything and everything for iman. Because iman is the most valuable thing. We can sacrifice anything and everything for that iman. But if you look at it, most of us, we are the opposite. We sacrifice our iman sometimes for money. Like people take interest. right? And I can tell you 100%. And now I can speak to you as Mufti. Hmm? Interest, even in non-Muslim country, is not halal at all. I put my neck on the line for you. I tell you in state of wudu, inside masjid, interest is not jayas. It doesn't matter what any quote-unquote alim may tell you. It doesn't matter what jamit al-azhar may tell you. Quran is Quran. Interest is not allowed. 
you're risking your very iman. Harbun min Allahi wa Rasuli, Allahu Akbar kabira. This is what Allah Taala said in Quran: War, war from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Oh, you cannot win that war. <laughs> you cannot. No one can win that war. <laughs> but sometimes we sacrifice a bit of our iman for the sake of money. Sometimes we sacrifice a bit of iman for the sake of some petty it in this world. Right? Many of our brothers, they have difficulty following sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam, And one reason is they say that, well, what will people say in this society? Right? And they worry that if we follow the sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam, then maybe people will look at us differently. Maybe people will treat us differently. Right? And I'm not saying that might be true. That might be true. Maybe you will face some harassment. I'm not denying it. Maybe there will be some discrimination. I'm not denying it. But what was your solution? Solution was that, okay, some, some, not everyone, some people, solution was, okay, let me make myself in such a way that I cannot be recognized as a Muslim. I find this when I travel in the Western countries. Let me make myself in such a way that no one can recognize if I'm Muslim. They may not know. They may think I'm Pakistani Muslim. They may think I'm Indian Hindu. They won't know. They won't know am I uh, Egyptian Muslim or maybe I'm Bulgarian. They will know anyone. They will not know am I Turkish Muslim or am I Albanian Christian. I will rate they don't know if I'm Somali Muslim or maybe I'm, I don't know, Gambian Christian. Right? I will erase my identity. Erase it so that I get it in society. Yes, if I come to masjid, I can put some extra clothing on, right? But outside in society, I will keep my identity erased. So all I say to my brothers is, okay, what if you are successful? What if you are successful and you are able to make yourself such that no one can recognize your Muslim in broader humanity? That's what you want in the public, right? But what if you're so successful that on the Day of Judgment, when it's all of humanity, the biggest public gathering, all of humanity is there, and you work so hard your whole life that nobody should ever recognize me as Muslim in public humanity. What if on the Day of Judgment, Sayyidina Rasulullah Sassam walks right by you and doesn't recognize you? Because you didn't want to be recognized in this world? Something to think about. Something to think about. Right? So sometimes we sacrifice part of our iman. Sunnah is part of our iman. Some of our brothers, they like to say this sentence to me. They say, brother, it's only sunnah. Allahu Akbar Kamira. I cannot understand a sentence, that sentence. Let me retranslate that sentence for you. Anybody who says this, brother, it's only sunnah. What are they actually saying? They're saying, brother, he's only a Nabi. He's only a Nabi. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, لَكَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُسْبَةٌ حَسَنًا What are we going to say? That's only Quran? <laughs> That's only Quran? So sometimes we sacrifice with the opposite, opposite of what's supposed to be. <laughs> That's why we don't have this type of Iman. 
This type of imam that I can sacrifice anything for my imam, that gives a person sharasat. And they have such strong imam. And if we have weak iman, we want to compromise iman, take shortcut on iman, we won't have sharasana. Another aspect of iman, Sayyidina Rasulullah, he saw some similar hadith, al-haya'u iman. Rufi Dwight and Ukhra, al-haya'u shu'matan min al-iman. Imam Bukhari Mulan is sahih, he gathered whole chapter, whole bab or section on the hadith on this issue, that haya is iman. So what does it mean? It means whenever we break our haya, whenever we look at a woman we're not supposed to look at, we sacrifice our iman. We lost our strength and quality and nur, this nur of iman. That's why we say, I don't feel like I'm min My life isn't like that. Why? Because we've lost the shara sadr, we've lost this level of iman. Sometimes this level of fitna is so much that some of our young men and women, they even become what I sometimes call fashionable atheist. Not a real atheist, but it's fashionable. <laughs> it's cool. It's the fashionable thing to be an agnostic and atheist. It's fashionable to question, to be a skeptic, to be a cynic. Even do that all the way they go that far. Sacrifice their iman. There was a Persian, some of you who are from India, Pakistan may have heard of him, Sheikh Saadi Rimullah. All, very few Arabs may have heard, very famous Persian poet, Gulistan and Saadi. And it used to be taught all over the Ottoman Empire in Persia and in India, Pakistan. It's a book of moral teachings. So Sheikh Saadi, he writes about himself. That when I was a child, small boy, my mother, she gave me her gold ring. And I used to go to the bazaar, the market with the gold ring. And once there was a thief, and he saw me with the gold ring. So he came to me and he took a candy. And he said, Oh Sadi, come here and put this candy in your mouth. And I tasted the candy, and it was very sweet. Then he took the candy away. Then he said, Oh Sadi, put the gold ring in your mouth. And I tasted the gold ring, and it had no taste. And then he said to me, Oh Sadi, would you like to trade which is sweet for what is not sweet? And he said, Yes. And the small boy, I didn't know. I gave him the gold ring, and I took the candy. And then Sheikh Sadi Ramtai writes it just like that. We have the gold, gold, gold of Iman. And the dunya is like candy. And because we don't value our Iman, many times we give up our Iman for the sake of this candy called the dunya. <laughs> That's why Sayyidina Rasulullah said, Hubbud dunya ra'sukulli khatiya kul. That love for the dunya is the source of all evil. Not earning the dunya. Not achieving in the dunya, not accomplishing the dunya, that's okay. Hub, hub in dunya, loving it. Loving the dunya, that is the source of all evil and all sin. So this is a problem, right? And we've also taken the candies of this world and we've given up the nur and the gold of our imam. This is why Sahabi Ikram used to say about Sayyidina Rasulullah But Sayyidina Rasulullah he taught us first Iman and then he taught us Quran. And some of you may have known Sayyidina Umar ibn said it took him years to do Amal on Surah Baqarah. He got the ilm of Surah Baqarah very quickly. 
But he said it took him years to do amal. What? Because that was the level of iman. That they learned the value of iman first. And then they got everything. Allah Akbar Sahaba Karam, the Allah subhanahu wa tested them with so many things. Finally, then Allah Ta'ala said about them in Quran, haqqa, That they are the real believers. They have real iman. Then Allah Ta'ala even gave their example of their iman in Quran. That if anybody brings iman like them, فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ فَكَذِهْتَدَهُ That if anybody brings iman the way you have brought iman, فَكَذِهْتَدَهُ Then you have been somebody who has followed hidayah. That's what Allah Ta'ala wants. That we have to bring the iman of the level of Sahaba Ikram. Iman of the level of Sahaba Ikram. Then some ulama have written three signs that we can tell that we have got weakness in our iman. Few signs. Number one is that we stop doing shukr of iman. We're not grateful for this gift called iman. Every other gift we have in the world we're grateful for. If our parents give us money, we take it happily. We don't question that why didn't I get money from my parents and the people who are poor in the world. We take it and we educate ourselves with that money. Any other thing that we get for free, we take it and we're grateful. One thing we also got for free is called Iman, if you're born in a Muslim family. And we're not grateful for it. So Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ that if you are grateful to Allah Ta'ala, then He will give you more. So very important that we should be grateful for our iman. Every day we should do shukr to Allah Ta'ala. Alhamdulillah wa shukrulillah. Allah Ta'ala, you gave me iman. Such you gave me the biggest thing in the world. Maybe you haven't given me everything in the material world. But you have given me the greatest deen, the greatest Nabi Kareem You gave me iman. How grateful should we be for that? Every single day we should be grateful. Second mistake we make. So first mistake is we don't do shukr of iman. Second mistake is we're not afraid of losing iman. We think we're always going to have it. So Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu says that there will come a time towards the end of time. And many ulama feel we have reached that time. End may come in 5 years, 50 years, 500 years. Allah Allah. But there's a zamana, there's an age in which the alamat qiyamah are manifest. So those signs in which Sayyidina Rasulullah mentioned that will come in the ummah, they're already there. The Prophet said zina would be widespread. He said interest would be widespread. He said alcohol would be widespread. Ghina, the music would be widespread. In fact, Ajib Sayyidina Rasulullah, one hadith, Ajib hadith, he said that there will be a muhaniya in the ear of every person. Mughaniya means female singer. In the ear of every person. Now no sahaba could have ever understood this. But then you saw the headphones. Have you seen? Everybody has the headphones. Right? Or even all the phones have the song tunes. No one could have understood what this meant. Even this one hadith is a hujjat of Nabuwa to Sayyidina Rasulullah. A Mughaniya will be in the ear of every person. Allah Akbar. That's a whole separate topic what the signs are in hadith and how many of them are there. But the sign I was mentioning, wanted to mention for Iman, is saying that when that time comes, that zamana of the last stage of time comes, then there will be some people who wake up in the morning with Iman 
And when they go to sleep at night, they will have lost their imam. And then one day, one day they can lose their imam. Even Nabi Kareem Sussam made dua. Allahumma inni a'udhu bikan min fitnati dajjal. Now Sayyidina knew that he wasn't going to live in Dajjal's time. He knew that. He had yaqeen. Ilmul yaqeen. Dajjal is much later. He knew it. But still it was such a big fitna. He knew what a big fitna it was. That emotionally he would make dua to Allah Ta'ala Ta'ala save me from that fitna. Even though he knew he would never be there. Now can you imagine Sayyidina Rasulullah knows he will never be around at the time of Dajjal. And he made that dua. And me and you maybe, maybe we will see that time. So we don't make the dua. Sayyidina Rasulullah had yakin level of iman. And he still made dua save me from the fitna of Dajjal. And me and you have our oh, fragile candle of iman. And we're not worried. We're not afraid of losing iman. You see, when you're afraid of losing something, then you value it more, you safeguard it, you protect it more. And when you're not afraid of losing it, you don't safeguard it. <coughs> and when you don't safeguard it, you don't do hifadatul iman, before you know it, you lose it. When you don't guard something, before you know it, you lose it. And third reason, third reason why we lose iman. So first, we're not grateful for it. Second, we're not afraid of losing it. Third reason, Allahu Akbar, is we hurt the hearts of people who have iman. Yes, whenever you hurt a fellow mu'min, that's what Sayyidina Rasulullah said, Al-Muslimu man saliman muslimuna min lisanihi wa yadi, that the real Muslim is that one, is that one from whom all Muslims are completely safe from his tongue and his hand, means everything. Qawl wa amal. So when we hurt another believer, so Allah Ta'ala sees that, look, he's hurting this person. But doesn't he see that this person has iman? Just the iman in the heart of the other person should have been enough for them not to hurt that person. So when we hurt the hearts of people who have iman, we're showing Allah Ta'ala, we don't value this thing called iman. So what if somebody else has iman? We can still be mean to them. We can still lie, trick, cheat them. We can still do this to them, do that to them. So in short, we don't have value for iman. So when we don't value the iman in the other people, our fellow mu'mineen, then Allah Ta'ala may make us lose the value of our own iman. How many of us are already guilty of these three things? That yes, every day I don't do shukr of iman. Yes, I was never afraid of losing iman. And yes, I have hurt some mu'mineen in my life in the past. I'm guilty of that. And not even just any mu'mini. Some of us guilty of hurting our own spouses, hurting our own children, hurting our own parents, hurting our own neighbors, hurting our own siblings, hurting our own friends. Not just ordinary mu'mineen, even mu'mineen muqallabin, even those mu'mineen who are close to us, even they we have hurt them. Allah so This is my beautiful dua Sayyidina Rasulullah taught us to make that I am very pleased that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is my Rabb. And I am very pleased that Islam is my deen. And that Sayyidina Rasulullah is my Nabi. And we should make this dua every day. Even if we can just do amal on this one dua, then this is a way that we can do hifazat of our imam. So the first type 
first way that Ibn Qayyim al-Jazeer mentioned that we can get Shadr Sadr is Iman. The second way is Ilm. وَمِنْهَا الْإِلْمِ فَإِنَّهُ يَشْرَهُ صَدْرًا وَيُسَعُهُ حَتَّى يَكُونَ أَوْسَعُ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا But he says, وَلَيْسَ هَذَا لِكُلِّ إِلْمِ But this is not true for every knowledge. What type of knowledge is بَلِّ لِإِلْمِ الْمَوْرُوثِ عَنِ الرَّسُولِ اللَّهِ عَنِ الرَّسُولِ اللَّهِ That ilm which has reached us from the Prophet That ilm which is the legacy of the Prophet means ilm of deen. Ilm of Deen. If we have Ilm of Deen, so Sayyidina Sam also said in Hadith Al Ilm Nur that knowledge of Deen is like a Nur. So this is another problem. That we have lost this Ilm. We have to keep getting this Ilm. The Prophet said in Hadith, Uttubul Ilma min al Mahad that you must keep seeking Ilm all the way from the cradle, all the way to the grave, all the way till we die. In another hadith, the Prophet said, Talabul ilmi farida. That seeking knowledge is mandatory. Allah kulli muslimin wa muslima. On every male muslim and every female muslim. How is it that we get ilm? We get ilm from the ulama. We get ilm from the people who have ilm. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Hal yastubil ladheena ya'lamuna wal ladheena la ya'lamun. Can they ever be equal? No. Means they can never be equal. Those who have ilm and those who don't have ilm. But today very few of us are attached to ulama. You will have your doctor. So you will have, yeah, I have my general doctor. I have my dentist. This is my cardiologist. This is my back specialist. I say, okay, fine. Alhamdulillah, you have three, four, five doctors you have lined up. Whenever you need them, you go to them. Who is your scholar of tafsir? Who is your scholar of hadith? Who is your scholar of fiqh? Who's your scholar of Tazkiyah? So, no, I just read on my own. Oh, I know Arabic, I can read on my own. No, no. Ma'ala wa lakut illa billah. Where are your ulama? Al ulama'u warathat anbiya must be attached to ulama. Must learn ilm from the ulama. Why did Sayyidina Rasulullah s.a.w. said al ilmu nur? What does it mean? Knowledge is a nur. This is a radical concept of knowledge. University knowledge is not nur. Secular knowledge cannot be called nur. Even they don't have that concept. They don't make that claim. They don't say the knowledge that we have is nur. It was this nur. It was this nur of Sharasada. What is the nur of ilm of deen? إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ إِبَادِهِ الْأُلَمَا Means the more knowledge you have, the more you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the sign of knowledge. Doesn't mean that your tajweed is better. Doesn't mean that you can give brilliant speech. No. Ilm equals khashiyyah. That's the equation in Quran. <laughs> the person who has more fear of Allah, they have more knowledge. <laughs> and the person who doesn't have more fear of Allah, they have more information. They have ma'lumat. They don't have ilm. They may be information carriers. Maybe sometimes they give the information to people who can make it into nur. But they're just carriers. Real ill is to have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we get that type of ill, which makes us fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that type of ill will make us 
get this sharasana. Then, third, he mentions al inabatu illallahi subhanahu wa taala wa muhammatuhu bi kulilqalb to be turning towards Allah subhanahu wa taala and to love Allah subhanahu wa taala with all of your heart entirely. Allahu Akbar kabira. Ajeeb. This is what he writes. وَذُلْ مُحَبَّتِ تَعْثِيرٌ أَجِيبٌ فِي الشَّرَاحِ الصَّدْرِ And this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a strange effect. Unique and powerful, wondrous effect on this Shari Sadr. But again, we have to ask that question. Do we have that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our heart? And do we have it بِكُلِّ الْقَلْبِ Why is Ibn Qayyim saying this? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah has not given a person two hearts in their breast. You have one heart. And that heart has to be given entirely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then after that, you can love anything in this world in His name and for His sake. Al-hubbu lillah. Al-hubbu fillah. Al-mutahabuna fillah. That can happen. No problem. Here again you will find We have so many other types of love Love for dunya Love for ourselves Lustful love Unlawful romantic love Fantasy world love It's not bikul al-kalb We don't have Walladheena amanu ashaddu humman lillah We don't have that love for Allah subhanahu wa Therefore we don't have that shara sadr Therefore we don't have that nur Then he writes the opposite of this. وَمِنْ أَعْضَمْ أَسْبَابِ الزَّيْكِ السَّدْرِ الْإِعْرَاضُ عَنِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى One of the major reasons why a person has the constricted breath is because they turn away from Allah SWT. Let me explain to you in simple terms. We always have to want. Inaba means to yearn and turn and want Allah Taala. We must never stop wanting Allah. When we stop wanting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala is merciful, He still wants us. But if we keep stop wanting Him, then there is a danger one day that maybe Allah ta'ala will stop wanting us. Remember the beginning of the ayah that we may yurid, that yurid, that irada, that Allah ta'ala wants us. If we don't want Him, we're in danger that what if He stops wanting us? And if that ever happens to us, that Allah Taala stops wanting us, then there's nothing. <laughs> there's no power on this earth that can bring us to Hidayah. And if Allah Taala wants us, there's no power on earth that can keep us from that Hidayah. So we must always make sure we keep wanting Allah Taala, and we never turn away from Him. Then he wrote, writes, وَتَعْلُقُ الْقَلْبِ بِغَيْرِهِ And that for the heart to be attached to something other than Allah SWT وَالْغَفْلَةُ عَنْ ذِكْرِهِ And for a person's heart to be absent of Allah Taala's remembrance وَمَحَمَّةِ siwa And for a person to love غَيْرُ All of these things are going to constrict a person's chest. Then he mentions another beautiful thing. Because there are many brothers here who know Arabic, that's why I'm reading it for them. But strange thing, 
very important thing for us to think about love. He says, فَهُمَا muhabbatan That actually love is of two kinds of love. Number one, muhabbatun hiya jannatu dunya That one love which is like the heaven of this earth, which is the paradise on earth. فَسُرُورُ nafs And is the joy of a person's self. وَاللَّذَّةُ الْقَلْبُ وَنَعِيمُ الْرُوحُ is the pleasure of the heart, is the felicity of the soul. وَغَذَاؤُهَا And is the nourishment of the soul. وَالدَّوَاؤُهَا And is the medicine of the soul. بَلَحَيَاتُهَا But it is the life of the soul. What is that? وَهِيَ مَحَبَّةُ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ بِكُلِّ الْقَلْبُ That is to love Allah Ta'ala alone with all of one's heart. And then there's a second type of love. وَمَحَبَّةٌ هِيَ أَذَابُ الْرُوحُ and then there's another type of love which is a torment for the soul. Wasijnul kalb and is a prison for the heart. Wadekusadr and is constricting the breast. Wahiya sababul alam and it is the cause of great pain and sorrow. Wahiya Muhammadu Ma Sivahu Sabana. And that is to love something other than Allah SWT. You will always be betrayed if you have an unlawful love outside Sharia. The men who are older and the women who are older would know from their experience. The young men and young women can either take it from the experience of the elders or they can choose to be reckless enough and say they want to learn this very hard lesson of life on their own. But you know, not everybody learns lessons from life. Many of our young people should realize this as well. Sometimes you learn the lesson and sometimes you fail to learn the lesson. Why do you want to take that chance? Why do you want to take the chance to okay, let me go through this process and I will learn? And not necessary. <laughs> you may go through this process and you may fail to learn and you may get stuck in the unlawful love and then you will lose out on the love for Allah SWT. And you will never learn. And you will lose on that greatest lover, that greatest beloved. Yes, Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu. First Allah Ta'ala said yuhibbuhum. And He loves them. Ya Allah, first you should have put us first. <laughs> first we should love you. Allah Ta'ala said no, yuhibbuhum. First Allah Ta'ala loves them, wa yuhibbunahu, and then they love Him. It means actually the beginning of Islam is not that I have to make myself the lover of Allah. Beginning of Islam is I have to realize I'm already the beloved of Allah SWT. And now I have to make myself his lover. <laughs> I'm already getting yuhibbuhum. Now I have to do yuhibbunahum. I'm already mahbub. I have to become muhib. Can you imagine what a beautiful, kind Allah SWT? At first he loves us. And then we have to love him. Can you imagine how foolish we would be to turn away from that true lover and then instead try to find some fake lover in this world? So if a person has this love for Allah SWT, then this also becomes a sabab for the shari sabab. Then number four. <coughs> وَمِنْ أَسْبَابِ الشَّرْحِ الصَّدْرِ دَوَامُ ذِكْرِهِ عَلَى كُلِّهَا That a person must always be doing the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala kulliha in every single step.
state and situation. Nothing in the world can distract them from the remembrance of Allah SWT. Women also. The man believers who remember Allah Ta'ala a lot and the women believers who remember Allah Ta'ala a lot. Means the more and more zikr that we do, the more and more zikr that we do, the more and more sharasalah. That's why whenever you sit with the classical ulama, see all the time they speak, they're always saying, Subhanallah, MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah, La hawla wa la la billah, right? Inna lillah. All the time, it's in half of their speech, I think. Some of the ulama, mashallah, think half of their words on the Day of Judgment will be just these phrases. And we have become so empty. We empty. We can't even say Jazakallah. We like to say thank you. Yes. Even basic, basic things. Oh, subhanallah. Difficult for us to say subhanallah. We're embarrassed. Even some people are like that. Embarrassed if I say Jazakallah. I don't know what to say thank you. I'm too embarrassed to say the word Jazakallah. What's happened to us? <laughs> embarrassed to take Allah Ta'ala's name. <laughs> embarrassed to take the name of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. When Allah Ta'ala is mentioned, huh? His name is mentioned, their hearts tremble. And this has many meanings. Mufassirun say one, it trembles in fear. But it also means wajilat, it trembles in yearning. That they say in Urdu, Trap, Trapta, it flutters with yearning for Allah SWT. Allah Akbar. We must make zikr of Allah SWT. And here again, Hafiz ibn Qayyim al-Rimullah Ta'ala says, Mada zikri ta'thirun ajeeb fin shirahi sadri wa naim al-qalb. That in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is a wondrous effect on expanding a person's breast. So these were a few things. Now, these were things iman and ilm, right? And love for Allah Ta'ala and zikr for Allah. These had to do directly with Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Now a couple of things that have to do with our relationship with other people. So the next one he says is وَمِنْهَا الْإِحْسَانِ الْإِحْسَانُ إِلَى الْخَلْكِ وَنَفْئِهِمْ بِمَا لَيُمْكِنُهُ مِنَ الْمَالِ وَالْجَاءِ That to be of wonderful behavior and to strive to help others with whatever is possible whether it's from our money or our effort or our time or our emotion. This is another beautiful teaching of our deen that if you improve our relationship with the khalq, with the creation of Allah that improves our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa If you fulfill the hukukul ibad, that actually Allah ta'ala helps you fulfill the hukukullah. This for some of us may be an easier way. For some of us this can be an easy beginning entry point. But we have to make this niyyah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I want this shara sadr. So what I'm going to do is for your sake and for your pleasure and in your love and to make you happy with me, I'm going to treat people better. Whether that's my own spouse, whether that's my children, whether that's my parent, whether that's my imam, that's my muqtadi, it's my colleague, it's my professor, it's my student. I'm going to have better akhlaq. 
I'm going to have better adab. I'm going to be a person who's following that Nabi who Allah SWT used, told him and you said in Quran that he is on Khuluqin Azim. Azim. Allahul Azim. is calling the Khuluq of Sayyidina Al Azim in Quran Azim. Allahu Akbar. Tremendous character. Incredibly amazing, tremendous character. Can anybody say that I have that sunnah? We can get this sunnah. Who has that sunnah? Hmm? Who can say I have khuluk in azim? Very few people. Hmm? There are many people who have sunnah dress in this ummah. How many people have sunnah akhlaq in this ummah? Allah Akbar Right? Azim. Can you imagine what a character that is? That Allah Ta'ala is calling it azim. Is there any one of us, even our own children could say that about us? How many of us can say even my own child would say that my father is Azeem Khuluq? Azeem. Can any of our colleagues say that? Hmm? Can our neighbors say that about us? Azeem. Allah Akbar. Sunnah Sayyidina Allah Ta'ala can say Azeem. Allah Akbar. We have to fix our ikhlaq with one another. That's also in the look. This Ibn Qaymat is saying it's a rabd that you fix your akhlaq with other people you get shada sadr in your iman. You get shada sadr in your iman. I'll do just three more for you. Right? It's a very long topic. So next one is ash-shuja'ah. Now what does this mean? Ash-shuja'ah means many things. Right? And he doesn't he just lists it he doesn't discuss it. Shuja'ah means you can say in English it means courage, bravery. Here a shuja'a, when we're talking about deen, a shuja'a means to have discipline. To be disciplined in your deen. To be hardworking in deen. To have himma and istikama and kuba in deen. To be shuja'a. And one way to also understand is to have shuja'a with your nafs. Yes. <laughs> We are very cowardly when it comes to our nafs. We have to become brave and strong and steadfast when it comes to our nafs. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, وَاسْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ لَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَجِيِّ يُرِدُونَ وَجْفَهُ وَلَا تَعْدُوا أَيْنَاكَ أَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ زِينَةَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا Allah Akbar In Quran there is one command where Allah Ta'ala said to lower the gaze. Allah told all believing men and women they should lower their gaze from the oh, non-mahram member of the opposite gender. In one eye of Quran, Allah said, Wala Don't lower your gaze. Yes, one eye in Quran, Allah says, Don't, do not lower your gaze. From which people? So, the translation is that you should make yourself steadfast. With those people who are calling upon their Rabb morning and evening, only seeking his pleasure. You should hold yourself steadfast with them and don't even lower your gaze from them. Allah Akbar. It's Quran. Now we don't even have somebody like that in our life. <laughs> you say, I don't have such a relationship. You're not doing Amal on Ayah of Quran? How are you going to do Amal on this Ayah of Quran? Everyone has to do amal on every one ayah of Qur'an. We have to find such people in our life 
who are the callers of Allah Ta'ala, the lovers of Allah Ta'ala, we have to sit with them, we have to literally gaze at them, not lower our gaze from them. Allah Akbar. Seven things, so I'll do eight for you tonight. So seven out of eight, way to get shara sadaq, is to remove the sifat al-madhmumah, to remove the blameworthy attributes from oneself. So there are five master bad attributes that we have. Number one is lust. So to remove the unlawful lust. Number two is unlawful anger. Ghayr. They swallow their anger. Third is hirs. Which means greed. Greed for the world. Greed for money. The whole capitalistic spirit. Also bad attribute, blameworthy attribute. Fourth is hasad. Hasad is envy and jealousy. That you want that when Allah Ta'ala gives a ni'mah, bounty and blessing to somebody else, you wish they could lose it. You're happy to have it. You're upset. You want them to be deprived of it. Allah Akbar. Such an evil that Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, مِنْ hasidin إِذَا hasad. Do we want to be that person? Every time you feel envy, you should think that I have become that hasid. I have become that person in Quran that Allah Ta'ala told all of insan in his azali, abadi, pre-eternal, eternal Quran to seek refuge in him from my evil. I become that hasid. That's not the ayah we want to do amal on. <laughs> That's not the ayah we want to be according to. But we have this feeling all the time. Men have this, they don't like it if somebody else gets praised. Women, they don't like it. The two daughter-in-laws, if one mother-in-law she praises, one doesn't praise, the other doesn't like it. Why does she get praised? I should have gotten praised. Hmm? Don't like it. Don't like it. This is hasad. This is stopping our shari sadr. It's stopping us from being for huwa ala nurim min rabbihi. It stopped us. And the fifth big blame or the attribute is Ujjub, Tibur, Takabur. What's the difference? Ujjub means to love yourself. Tibur means to love yourself and to think yourself better than others. Takabur means to love yourself, think yourself better than others, and treat others that they are lower than you. Yes, <laughs> three different things. And we have, some of us have one, some have two, some have all three things. Allah Ta'ala erased Ujub in first line of Fatiha. Alhamdulillah. All hamd is for Allah only. Lama ikhtisas. What it means in English simply is Allah is everything, you are nothing. But person still thinks I'm something. <laughs> means he not even learned first line of Fatih. <laughs> first line of Fatih is Allah is everything, you are nothing. If you are something, it's only because that Allah Ta'ala who is everything made you something. If you think you are nothing, you will stay as something. If you think you are something, Allah Ta'ala will take away that something and make you into nothing. Yes. And if you view yourself as nothing, that person who humbles himself to Allah Allah Ta'ala raises him up. Hmm? 
That person who Allah Ta'ala raises up, no one can lower them. And that person who raises himself up, oh, anyone can lower him. Yes, anyone can lower him. Allah Hukmah. So these are the five master blameworthy attributes. And the eighth thing, eighth last thing we'll do for you then tonight. This whole topic, this we're going to do in some other city than in Oslo, inshallah. Tarkufudul. Tarkufudul and Nadri. Well, Kalami. Well, Istimai. Well, Mukhalatati. Well, Akli. Well, Nomi. Oh, it goes on. Tarkufudul. What does Fudul mean? Fudul, if you know Urdu and Arabic, most of you know now this word. Fudul means idle, wasteful, superfluous. To leave superfluous Nadr. Achieve how Ibn Qaynatan begins. That we look at things that we don't need to look at. It's not even just talking about haram. Fudul is not just haram. Things that we don't need to look at. Commercial. Billboard. Some people read the paper so much. They read the whole thing cover to cover. They don't need to see that. They even read classifieds. I've seen people. (laughs) They're reading classifieds. They're reading sports. They're reading things that don't consult fudul. Fudul and nazir. Okay, let me explain to you, but this is going to hurt you a little bit. What's fudul and nazir? To watch what 11 men in Madrid are doing to 11 men from Liverpool on one stadium in Paris. That's fudul. <laughs> fudul means without benefit. Has no real value. Has no benefit. Whereas if you say, okay, I put this amal of mine on the mizan, that I watched this soccer match for three hours. I put it on the mizan, it has no weight. <laughs> has no weight. Has no weight, right? If that's what fudul means. Extraneous, superfluous, pointless, benign. Actually, even the benign is too nice a word, actually. Hmm? Futile. Allah fudul and nazari. After this word, you have to finish the 150 billion satellite channels. <laughs> All fudul. Then fudul kalam we speak so much. This used to be something that women had. Now I tell you, the men of this ummah have this. Yes? Men of this ummah, oh, it's talking, talking, all the time. Talking. But they love talking to one another. They can't talk to Allah SWT. They can't do it. You see them in masjid after salah. They say their salam and they run. Okay, we do husnazan. Maybe they have class. Maybe they have appointment. They have no time for masnoon, adhkar and adhiya. But you see them right outside. Or they meet somebody. They can stand there talk to them for five minutes. Or you see them five paces later. They're sending SMS. Or you see them. They're about to unlock the car. All of a sudden they start talking on the phone. <laughs> They have time for every other interaction. But for this interaction, there's no time. They sound busy. Oh, mashallah. I'm too busy. Oh, no, too busy doing fudul. Too busy doing fudul kalam to do talaw to Quran. Too busy doing fudul kalam to make dua to Allah subhanahu Too busy doing fudul kalam to do nasiha and dawah. Too busy. Busy doing fudul. Pointless talk. Or analysis. All this news analysis. All this analyzing. 
then analyzing the analysis. Yes, analysis upon analysis. MashaAllah, many of our brothers are armchair commentators hmm? on everything that's going on in the whole Muslim world. You're supposed to feel the pain. And when you felt the pain, do something productive about it. You know, I think these are brothers, maybe Ahmed Sham and other places on the Day of Judgment, they say, I didn't need you to watch 10 news show about me. I didn't need you to read 50 articles written about me. I need you to do something for me. That's what I needed. <laughs> What's this analysis and this discussion that you had? That didn't benefit me. That didn't stop me on blood. Long Akbar. So, Fudul, Fudul. And long list. Long list. I just translated it. Fudul hearing. Fudul interacting. Fudul eating. Well, no. Fudul sleeping. Sahibim Marfat. Ibn Kaimul Jazeera Antana is intelligent. Brilliant. Exactly this is our problem. This one line is our problem. But now, how do we tie this in? That this is keeping us from Shari Sadr. That's what he's saying. All the wasteful talk, all the wasteful things we look at, all the wasteful things we listen, all the oversleeping that we do, all the overeating that we do, that took out the nur. So now if you just look for tonight, these few things that we did, right, that how many of these asbab are missing in our life, how many of these asbab are present in our life, then we'll find that, yes, for most of us, many of us, many of these asbab are missing in our life. So yes, we have to make use of these asbab. This called wasail and asbab. That the ulama, another ulama would have mentioned different categories, different numbers, different ways. But we must try actively to get that shara sadr back in our life. But first and foremost, we should make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should go focal asbab to that being who is musabib al-asbab, that being who is the creator of all of these things. Because it all begins with Allah ta'ala. فَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهِ Whoever Allah ta'ala wants. أَنْ يَحْدِيَهُ That Allah ta'ala wants that He should guide that person. يَشْرَحْ صَدْرَهُ That He will then do shara sadr. If we can do anything in our life to get Allah Taala to extend His Bidayah on us again, and even our Iman is sufficient for that, because Allah Taala said in Quran, "May yu'min billahi yahdi kalbuhu." That whomsoever has Iman in Allah, yahdi kalbuhu, Allah Taala sends Hidayah on his heart. So, if nothing else, what we can do tonight is if we can make Tawbah and we can make, renew our iman. Sayyidina Rasulullah said in the hadith, did they do imanakum? That you should renew your iman. And Allah SWT said in Quran, Tubu ilallahi jami'a ayyuhal mu'minun la'allakum tuslihun. That you should make tawbah to Allah Ta'ala all together. O believers, la'allakum tuslihun, so that you may be successful. May Allah Ta'ala accept all of our tawbah on this night. May He accept our renewing of Iman this night. May He send the nur of His Hidayah onto our Shara Sadr again. Grant us Shara Sadr again. Wa akhirat da'wana. And alhamdulillah ilam bin adameen. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
الكافرين ربكفر وارحم وانت خير الراحمين اللهم انا نسالك منك انت يا الله منك قربك يا الله منك محبتك يا الله اللهم انا نسالك حبك وحب من يحبك وحب امن الذي يقربنا اليك Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask that you strengthen our iman, protect our iman, preserve our iman. Ya Allah, we are living in an age of fitna and fasad, an age of fist and fujur, an age where we are surrounded by batil. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask that you shower your hidayah upon this ummah, make your streams and portions of hidayah strong once again. Ya Allah, keep our iman in your hidayah. Keep the iman of all of our children in your hifazah. Keep the iman of all of our descendants until yawmiddin in your hifazah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, help us guard our hayah. Help us to guard our gaze. Help us to guard our tongue. Ya Allah, help us to control our anger. Help us to eliminate our lust. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to make use of all the asbab of shar sadr But Ya Rabbi Kareem, the real sabab is you. That you, you alone, Ya Allah, whomsoever you wish to put the nur in their heart. You will cast it on them. We ask that you send your mercy on us, Ya Allah. Give us another chance, Ya Allah. Send your hidayah on our heart once again. We want to be true to this hidayah. We want to follow the hidayah. We want to pledge ourselves to this hidayah. Ya Allah, take out all the unlawful loves from our heart and put in our heart a love for you, a love for Quran, a love for Deen Islam, a love for Nabi Islam, a love for his Sunnah, a love for his Sahaba, a love for his akhlaq, Allah for all of the siddiqeen and sadiqeen, Allah for all of the shuhada, Allah for all of the sadiqeen, Ya Allah, Ya Hamal Rahimeen, that unite us on this love, protect us in this love, safeguard us in this love, make us all amongst the al-mutahab, fillah, and Ya Allah grant us the shade of the ar- your arsh on the day of judgment, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask that you make us leave all of the wasteful, fudul things that we are doing, Ya Allah, make us determined in our deen Make us qawi in our iman Grant us himma, ya Allah Grant us istikama, ya Allah Ya Allah, help fix our akhlaq Ya Allah, and our adab Ya Allah, forgive us for all the people that we have ever hurt Forgive us for all the people we ever betrayed Ya Allah, ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah, we have hurt so many in our life Ya Allah, we ask that you fix us, ya Allah Cure us, ya Allah Purify us, ya Allah Make us people of nasiha Make us people of dawah Make us people of husn adab, husn akhlaq. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us better fathers and mothers. Make us better husbands and wives. Make us brother sons and daughters. Make us better brothers and sisters. Make us better ummas. Members of this Ummah, Ya Allah, make us better ibaduka, Ya Allah. Make us amongst ibaduka salihin, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Make us ibad mu'mineen. Ibad Mukhlifin, Ibad Tawabin, Ibad Awabin, Ibad Kanitin, Ibad Mukasabdikin, Ibad Sadikin. Ya Allah, make us according to all of the noble sifat that you have mentioned in Quran. Ya Allah, increase us in our love for you, in our dhikr of you, in our fear of you, and our repentance to you. And let us have all of the feelings that you have mentioned in Quran, and let us do amal on each and every sunnah of Nabi Kareem, Let us follow his 
his zahir, let us follow his batin, he'll grant us the spirit of the sunnah, the letter of the sunnah, the haqiqat of the sunnah, the amal of the sunnah, the warathat of the sunnah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, everyone who is here tonight, Ya Allah, accept our tawbah, Ya Allah, forgive us for all of the sins that we ever did, forgive us for the sins that we remember, the sins that we forget, the sins that we did in the day, the sins that we did at night, the sins that we did alone, the sins that we did openly. Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive us for all of the lies that we said over our sin, all of the hiding we did over that sin. Ya Allah, make us amongst your mukarrabun, make us amongst the maqbuleen, the mahbubeen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, and we make dua for the ummah, Ya Allah, for the mazlumeen of this ummah, the mutaathireen of this ummah. Ya Allah, send your special rahmah on them. Ya Allah, send your special mercy on them. Ya Allah, show them a light when there is darkness. Ya Allah, guide them when they are astray. Remember them when everyone else has forgotten them. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept us for khidmah of this ummah. Ya Allah, you know truly who is on haq and who is on batil. Ya Allah, grant every batil hidayah. And whichever batil is not going to get hidayah, then protect us from the shar of that batil. And make haq ghalib, Ya Allah. Make haq ghalib with your mother than nusrat, Ya Allah. Ya Rahman Rahimeen.